my name is Adebowali Adejare, and it's still the best sporting news and sporting show in the whole of the universe. It's news instant as sports, and we're going to be discussing football, uh, basketball, baseball, and of course, uh, Return of Tom Brady. <laughs> I was just joking, no baseball, anyways. I have with me today my co host, Oracle Kachi, and of course, Oracle 2.0, Sheyi Ajayi. Sheyi, you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, sport fans, uh, uh, welcome to another week of um, uh, sporting events. Uh, even though my precious Manchester United crashed out of the Champions League last week, but I uh, will also say it was well uh, deserved uh victory on the she, part of she, atletico she, she, you predicted this team and um on that note a welcome <laughs> to the show today <laughs> all right of course at the dispose oracle catch you sports fans there, there is no better way to introduce Shei than to call him oracle 2.0 she has been spot on with his predictions the last two weeks in the champions league um, I think we should ask him who the next president of Nigeria would be on the show. That is how much of Octopus uh, Paul that Sheree has become right now. But Sports Pass, always a pleasure to be here to see the backdrop for those of you watching us on YouTube. AC Milan can't stop winning, grinding out wins, three points ahead of uh, the nearest opponent, Napoli, and six points ahead of their city rivals, Inter Milan. Eight games to go in, in the Serie A. It's shaping to be, uh, it looks like we'll pro probably get our second star on the jersey, but I don't want to overthink it because some bad belly people fool this show. But all this we will dissect with other things. Debo, I'm looking at you, but red, get ready for a cracking, cracking event today. All right, perfect. Thank you very much, guys, for that wonderful introduction. And um. To something we did not talk about a couple of weeks back is the potential return of Tom Brady to the NFL. Uh, he came back. It was cryptic about it, of course. He did not say, I'm coming back. He said, there is a possible chance of him coming back to the NFL. Uh, I don't know. Maybe after he saw Ronaldo playing at 37, I was like, what the hell? I can still do this, you know what I'm saying? And the guy is potentially going to come back to, to the NFL. Uh, Kachi. Honestly, I'm not so excited about it. I feel he has done his beat and he has shown the way and he'll probably go down as the greatest in the sporting history of NFL, even across mm -hmm. all sports, you know? And um, for me, it's always good for you to live where the ovation is loudest. Would you advise Tom Brady? I know he can still play, maybe not at that level that he wants to be again, you know? But... Should he just call it quiz right now, just the way he has done, instead of trying to come back and, uh, or is this just a, a, a sensation to, to, to further sell his diet to the world? <laughs> well, uh, I think it's a mix of everything, uh, but the most important one uh, was that even before now, Tom Brady has always said he wanted to play to at least the age of 45. He's one year shy of that target. And um, even though he developed uh, what I generally call his life to the sport and felt he was missing out in his children's uh, development and growth. Uh, but after spending exactly 40 days, he realized 
Martinez is enough to spend with these guys in a year. Maybe they, <laughs> let, they almost let me go back, let's go back what, to the actual. I won't say surprise was he said he had unfinished business. I don't know what somebody who has 22 years, four MVPs, regular season and one Super Bowl rigs still says he has unfinished business. Um, in terms of uncertainty, it is certain he's coming back. He's going to play one more year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just don't know what he means by unfinished business. Uh, but I have to say that Tom Brady, um, without being biased, is probably still with among the top 10 players, even at the old ripe age of 45, top 10 yeah. quarterbacks. Um, and um, he, he makes automatically makes the Buccaneers uh, a Super Bowl contender in the new season. It's glad to see, it's good to see him rather. Um, let's see what happens between the old and the ever-improving new generation of quarterbacks. Can't wait for the new season to start. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that, um, Oroku Kachi. And of course, LeBron James is second on the goal-scoring goal charts in the NBA history. Uh, 36,939 points. Uh, shortly closely behind um, Karim Abdul-Jabbar, of course. I there's nothing we can say about about him. Forced to break the ten thousand assists, ten thousand goals, ten thousand, basically everything, field throws, everything. Yeah, I said the standard for everything apart from the three pointers that we know Steph Curry and and the rest are good for or better better at than him. And um, honestly, depends on the generation you are from. Um, I know most of the new folks will tell you undoubtedly that. Uh, LeBron is the best basketballer they've ever seen. And of course, people that have seen uh, older, older generations will probably tell you is Manji Johnson. Some will tell you is um, Michael Jordan. And some might even argue that it's Kobe Bryant, you know. Uh, but, but realistically, realistically, um, Kachi, based on, I know stats alone does not see everything. But of yeah. course, this stat is undeniable. We can't even argue with this. It, like he said, it's the pace so much, uh, with his closest rivals on every level that you be like, oh wow, first first to get to one thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. That's that's not meat. You don't you don't get to that level by being an hard worker like Cristiano Ronaldo alone. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you have something deep inside of you that others don't have. You know, you know what I'm saying. So how would you, at the end of the day? compare the statistics of LeBron to exactly what we see happen. You know, I don't want to base it on statistics. It's like saying uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, because he's the highest goal scorer of all time in football, is the best striker ever. You know, that's arguable, right? So based on what we see and based on the statistics, how do we play LeBron in the Hall of Fame amongst, amongst the best? Um, the worst that LeBron James can ever be uh, whether from the new school to the old school or whatever, the worst I think he would be uh, is the second best ever basketball player. Wow. You know, that, that's, that's the lowest I think LeBron uh, can be when, when ultimately his career ends. Except maybe if you ask uh, the likes of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, um, and the Vontaze Celtics, Celtics team, who just don't <laughs> like LeBron James. So um, I think they would be the only biased people. Uh, but from probably majority of pundits uh, and, and, and listeners or viewers would rank him, if not the best, but the second greatest. Second, second uh, but it's it's it it, it testament to 
how well this man has, he's not going to leave the sport with regrets. Let me put it that way. He maximized every single gift that he has. This was a guy um, in 2011, struggled with shooting threes, such that in that 2011 finals against the San Antonio Spurs, yeah. Greg Popovich deliberately, the, the, the game plan was don't let him get into the box. Make LeBron shoot trees. So I'm basically saying LeBron was known mostly, or wasn't known for his shooting, shooting abilities. But this is a man that will probably get that scoring title at the pace he's going with about 150, 150 games less than Karim Abdul-Jabbar played. Um, it's a big testament to his work ethic. It's a big testament to his acumen the game acumen and his IQ. It's a big testament to his longevity. A lot of people will point to the 6-0 and record that Michael Jordan has in the finals. But also, a lot of people will tell you that LeBron James went to 10 straight finals, something wow. that even Michael Jordan did not get wow. to do. Um, so um, at the end of every, at the end of it all, I believe that the worst LeBron would be ranked in the minds and eyes of people, the worst would be the second greatest ever which it's no mean fit, considering that the NBA is celebrating his 75th year as a professional sport, and somebody who came in straight from high school comes in, maximizes his talent to the best of his ability, leaves a legacy so great that the next generation may not even talk about Michael Jordan. That is an immense statistic. Yes, all this is happening in a year when the, uh, the LA Lakers are not competing. But nobody yeah. will ever accuse LeBron James of not giving out his best, his best every time he's on the floor. And that is a that is a hallmark to a great career. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. Um, and of course, Steph actually got injured. Um, and now there's a two-week timetable to evaluate him. His season is over, the regular season is over for Steph Curry right now. Uh, the best we're looking at is during the playoffs. Um mm -hmm. Kachi, how potentially could this affect the Golden State Warriors in terms of um, what they will finish at in the regular season and yeah, which, yeah. which could potentially affect their playoffs uh, chances mm -hmm. as well? Uh, in a very, very big way. Uh, right now, the Golden State Warriors are currently ranked third uh, with about 10 or 12 games to go in the regular season. Uh, they are just... Um, Nine games, nine games ahead of uh, Utah Jazz, or about ten games ahead of the Utah Jazz, who are currently ranked fourth. So maybe the worst they can do is to go to the fourth seed. But the fourth seed also means that there are potential banana skin teams lurking between the seventh seed and the eighth seed, which the the the, 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 the Golden State Warriors may potentially face. In this case, I'm talking of uh, the LA Lakers. Uh, no, yeah. Not, the Lakers, if they make it, or <laughs> even the LA Clippers, the Clippers, Clippers. themselves. Yeah. Um, over, so there, there are certain ways you want to start your playoff run. Sometimes you don't want it to be as hard as it is. That's why we've always said that the Brooklyn Nets is not your ideal first round opponent. First round opponent. Of course. Uh, but coming coming back to Steph Curry, the injuries significantly significantly rather impacts them. One, their playing style, their attack goes through step. Whether we want to believe it or not, or not. he's one of the most erudite point guards Ever. in the game. Yes, 
We know him for shooting threes from anywhere on the court, but his passing ability, his game playing or playmaking abilities is almost second to none. And if they don't get that, especially in the first round of the playoffs, after we see the evaluation in two weeks' time, uh-huh. if they have to extend his time rehabilitating that torn ligament, because it's a ligament injury. Yeah. And truthfully, you can't put a timetable to a ligament injury. Yeah. We saw that with Kevin Durant. We thought it was just one season he would be out after a toys, uh, Achilles heel and ligament. Uh-huh. But he had to sit two seasons. What if that's the case with him? We saw also saw that with just Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. He came back, tried to play on that same knee and tore that same ligament again. So it's it's pretty dicey. But in terms of their playoff ability, um, chances, it significantly dents it if Steph Curry is not there. We saw how important Draymond Green is to them. We thought they were now going to make a significant push to possibly getting the second seed in the Western Conference, but we probably will not get to see both of them play together in the regular season again. Draymond came back recently only yeah. for them to lose Steph. So it's, a big Steph. Blow to, it's a big, big blow to the Warriors uh, and my heart goes out to them. And my heart really goes out to that thing. All right, perfect. And of course, um, the box look like they can't do without Giannis. Once Giannis is not playing, the box folds up like a pack of cards. And of course, in the Formula 1, um, regular season somehow uh Lisa Martin managed to to finish in the in the top three uh, right now right now just just to chip it in um Barcelona is killing they are murdering uh Real Madrid right now the score is four nil right now four nil four okay. nil 63rd <laughs> minutes uh, back to what we're saying Kachi the Formula okay. One <laughs> the Formula One Ah, the Bahrain Grand Prix, the very first uh, race of the year in Formula One. And we thought, when we did the preview, we thought this was going to be another two-horse race between Mercedes and uh, And Red Bull. But during the pre, during the the testing phase, we realized Mercedes does not have the pace yet on the the new car, the W13. but that is not to say they will not remain competitive as the year goes on. Go typically, on so typically they have these slow starts, right? Yes, uh, and a lot of people accuse Mercedes of sandbagging. But the truth is, they were off it. They start. They finish qualifying fifth. Um, Hamilton finished fifth, and his new teammate George Russell could only start nine. But uh, as as Providence would have it. Red Bull that started second and fourth with uh, Max Verstappen and uh, Sergio Perez struggled for pace um, all through the race. And three laps to the end, they decided to retire both cars, giving uh, Lewis Hamilton, who had managed by that time to come forth to, uh, to sneak to sneak, sneak the into, to the, po- into to the podium, the, the top three. But I think the bigger story. It's not Lewis Hamilton or whatever happened to Red Bull. The bigger story is that Ferrari looks like the real deal this year. We completely omitted them when we did the preview of the season, thinking it was going to be between Red Bull and Mercedes. But my God, they started one, two. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz finishing. They look like the real deal. Good pace, good tire management. It may not be a two-horse race, but a three-horse race this year. I'm excited for what the Formula One season holds. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much for that. Shea, I'm going to come to you right now. 
Novak Djokovic have been cleared for the French Open. Uh, given his level of rust, is oh my god, the way the level at which is rusty right now is rustiness level right now, and, and the rest. How do you think he's going to fare the French Open? Um, uh, okay, uh, Novak uh, Djokovic. It's we, we've always known this man to be a, a quite resilient uh, tennis player, a fighter, a man that never goes down without a fight. <laughs> and uh, even at times, it seems Djokovic plays for the fans to just enjoy. Uh, he shows as if he can actually blow away anybody in two or three sets, depending on the tournament, yeah. but decides to go three or five. Five for the fans so uh if you are talking about rustiness i don't think that can have anything to do with novak i believe as we are speaking he's training he's uh, having one or two mini competitions behind closed doors that he's uh -huh. doing to keep himself fit uh, djokovic is going to really come back like a lion uh, mm. we need to expect that especially with what we are seeing in uh Rafael Nadal at the moment, nobody seems to measure up to, to, to Rafa, Nadal. To, to Nadal right yes, now. Yes, to Rafa at the moment. And that is actually what Djokovic needs to, to see. To see, yeah. And to spoil him. Exactly, to spoil him, to, to, for us to see uh, uh, a different Novak, Novak. Uh, going forward. All right, um, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing the new Novak. Hopefully, it's going to still be still still the resilient and the and the metal and the mental and cerebral um um Nova Djokovic. And of course, in the Indiana Wells right now, uh Rafa Nadal is going to be playing against uh Taylor Fritz. That will come later, later, later on Sunday night or early morning, depending on the time where you are right now, Monday morning. And of course, um at the Indiana Wells as well, Marial Shakari is lost. Potentially against um, Igas Swatek. So potentially, I said potentially. Coach, coach, correct me if I'm wrong, or you can abuse me if I'm wrong. But potentially lost against against. Because I'm pretty sure the match might not finish. But we'll keep a tab on it. And if we finish it before the end of the show, we're going to be giving you the results of that match. But currently, Iga leads six four four one on um both sets. And of course, um, Katia, I'm going to come to you. Um, Med. Medvedev, I don't know why I keep uh, mispronouncing his name. Medvedev um, has to show an evidence that he's not supporting Putin before he can participate at the French Open and, of course, not be stripped of his world number one title right now. Um, okay. Is it safe to say it's fair uh, for him to show that I'm not supporting the aggression or, or let the poor kid enjoy his ovation while it lasts? Of course, we know maybe before before the US Open um, or the Wimbledon Open, um, Nada is going to become number one anyways, or mm -hmm. Novak is going to become number one anyways. So is it safe to just allow the poor guy enjoy his official while he lasts, or we need that evidence right now? Um, I don't think we need that evidence, uh, simply because I, I believe it's an infringement on his fundamental rights to have his opinion. Um, but most especially to have an opinion and not voice it. 
and Medvedev, in Medvedev rather, and I think Debo has affected uh, me. <laughs> Daniel Medvedev. Sorry about uh, that. <laughs> um, as in the past, not ventured into politics. He's made no political statements. And I'm talking of when, before the invasion, he's never come out to say whether he was in support of Vladimir Putin or not, even before an invasion. I don't see why he has to be forced to make a statement just to retain his number one status. I think even if he has an opinion, because he doesn't have a track record of voicing out opinions relating to politics, politics. he should not be forced to. That is what I meant by an infringement mm -hmm. on his right. Because uh -huh. everyone, I personally have an opinion, but just because I have the opportunity to be on air, does not mean I have to force that opinion um, or, on, 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 the on the listeners and the viewers. And I personally think that is what the, the ATP should follow. This man, unlike Djokovic, who had something to say about the COVID-19 vaccine, even when it was denied, stood together with his president, who people knew was a bit uh, uh, tyrannical. Uh -huh. um, we know that, that he has always had a an opinion stand. in political matters. Uh, Medvedev does not. Um, I personally don't think they should let him do that. Also, because he hasn't, I don't think he should also be punished for it. Um, so let's put it this way. Uh, most of the, uh, like uh, Yamalenko for West Ham United, uh -huh. he, I remember him asking for some time off the game for him to process what was happening. Nobody forced him. Yes, nobody forced him. And he's probably not the only Ukrainian out there playing in other parts of Europe. I Except they have, but I don't watch the news, but I don't think many of these major Ukrainian sports players have, have been forced to make statements. The world is only standing in solidarity with them because we want peace. But now forcing an individual to make a statement under duress I think it's an infringement on his right. Um, like you rightly said, um, Nadal will get it right now. The pace is, is, uh, is going. He's going Let right the now. young man enjoy his day in the sun. Exactly. It will probably only last for one month. All opinion. right. All right. Perfect. Ashley, I don't know if you agree totally with Kachi or you have a decent yeah. opinion to that. No, no, no. I, I totally agree with uh, Kachi. And I also think... Uh, for ATP to come out to do that, don't you think that will also affect the psyche of that particular player? He lost in the second round or thereabouts. I was totally mm -hmm. surprised. And you mm -hmm. definitely know that uh, such things will definitely affect the psyche of a player. Uh, this, is a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a sport that is a one-man sport. And exactly. the, moment you, the moment you lose that concentration, you might not be able to you know, get the rhythm back. Uh, they, they, they already... Uh, you, if you notice, all Russian players are really not playing under their flag at the moment. Their flag were not uh, was not being flown being in flown, yeah. the competitions. You mm -hmm. understand? Mm -hmm. That is enough a message to the world that these guys are actually fighting for themselves. They are on the pitch to entertain the the, the fans. Nothing about uh, Putin or Russia about this. So uh, I totally I, I was I was surprised about that particular uh, uh, action by the ATP. It's really something that is not good for individuals, especially sportsmen that uh, uh, engages in sport, individual sports, and uh, 
it's it's unfortunate but that's uh that's, that's the, that's the world we live in now we live in right now all right perfect uh sometimes they say your silence could be golden and that's what they did in the case of um atem zuyuba uh zuyuba zuyuba of course the, the captain of the russian national team where he was was attacked by the ukrainian uh players that not voicing out is a crime and i wonder how that's that makes any sense it doesn't to me anyways but if it does please let me know what you think about that Akacha, i'm going to go back to you now rafa Dada has come out to say there should be a stiffer punishment for alexander zero for for shouting at the officials mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think i think he, he, he has had enough punishment I think anything beyond what you already have, um, a probation, um, an extended uh, possible suspension, loss of revenue, um, his points gathered over that tournament, not counting towards his ATP ranking. I think those are enough. Anything further than that, I would I, I see it as an, ag an aggression. Which, which haunts it. Which but exactly. my question is, um, is this after, because I know when the incident happened, Nadal made that statement saying he should have been suspended uh did he come back to double down no saying, no 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 oh, after it wasn't it wasn't yeah. after it wasn't after okay. but it's, right. it's it, yeah he's saying he's calling for more punishment for him that's <laughs> what he has right now is it's it's not enough or what was done I, I, I think it's enough um nadal obviously has his opinion and he thinks he probably is influential enough to knock off one of the younger threats <laughs> to his throne by having him suspended for one year. I personally believe there are selfish reasons uh, behind that uh, suggestion or opinion uh, from Nadal. Uh, Zerev is one of the few people who match him on any surface. On that, Zerev can stand toe to toe with him on the clay court. Yes, Nadal is still the clay court specialist. Uh, yeah, but. But he knows that any chances to possibly win a 14th title in at the Roland Garros, he may have to go through an Alexander Zverev. And what better would that to get him off? Yeah. So I personally think it's it's um, whatever Zverev has faced, the loss of revenue, um, point deduction is enough. You don't beat a man when he's down. Uh, since it happened, the young man has not come out to complain, unlike Nick. Okay. Figures that uh, that uh, Nadal defeated at the Indian Wells through his through his uh, racket, kept swearing at Nadal and at the umpire, and nothing was done. I don't know what else you need to do. Sometimes painting people as bad men when technically they only had a bad day uh, may not be the right thing. Nadal on his own has had off days, but because he's generally a nice guy. People yeah. don't judge him by those bad days. So, uh, please rest assured there were definitely <laughs> selfish reasons behind that statement for Rafa. I just appreciate what you said. Nick has come out to say he is happy being the villain. He's happy exactly. with it. And I, and I was exactly. and, I, and I was and I was watching one of his interviews and um he was talking about a game he played. It wasn't against, I think it was against Juan de Petro. And he said, while playing. He had the lad fat, <laughs> and of course, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, the next thing that came out of that, it was a pool instead of a fat. And he went yeah. to the dressing room, threw the whole thing on the dressing room, and all the players that passed through it were so, so, so upset seeing that. That's the kind of player uh, the is, right? Mm -hmm. 
is is a crazy, crazy, crazy OC. Um, of course, we'll go on a quick break right now. When we come back, we'll be jumping straight into the review of the Champions League, uh, the preview of the draws, the review of the Europa League, the preview of the Europa League, and of course, the Europa Conference League. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be back. We'll be right back. Yeah, so what do we start from? We start from the lesser competition, which is Europa League, but of course, uh, Europa Conference League, sorry. Uh, but when you have Jose Murillo in a particular competition, it automatically it becomes lesser. Um, it, it has a little bit of glamour to it. And don't forget that um, the other team that were white and London done, they could not even qualify for the later uh, part. For, of not, this. not for on-field reasons, they but not for on-field reasons. They could not. Please. They could not qualify for the later. I, I, whether it's on-field, whether it's not. On, are they? Are they the Europa Conference degree right now? They are not. <laughs> <laughs> With their white jersey, they are not there. So I don't understand the English are speaking out, catchy. Uh, you just want to, you just want to back them, but you can't back this. You can't back. Okay, whatever. You support this, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> um, Shei, I want to come to you straight for this one. Uh, this is uh, both Glimps versus Roma. Roma fine on all cylinders right now. Um, are they all pretty awesome? Um, wicked as well. Tammy Abraham playing pretty well. They don't have a fantastic team, 100%. That team is far from what uh, Fosenka had a couple of seasons ago that got them to the semifinal of the Champions League. But look at this competition. Um, is it safe to say they would be able to at least push push a team like um, like 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 Bodu, the Norwegian team? Uh, obviously, you expect uh, a team like Roma. Uh, playing in the Italian league. Also, we're talking of one of the best coaches uh, in recent time, uh, talking of uh, Jose Mourinho. You expect them to definitely be in the final of this competition. Uh, against Bordeaux, definitely they're going to qualify. Um, trying to see who can really stop them uh, winning this particular competition. That's what I'll be, uh, be, be, be looking, at. looking at. Not, exactly. not down. All right, not, perfect. Uh, <laughs> and of yeah. course, uh, Kachi, fair not. Look, uh, the Dutch league is well represented right now. They still have two, mm-hmm. uh, two, um, two teams left in the competition. Fair not versus um, Slavia Prague. I know people don't think to don't think much of Slavia Prague. But they've come to the Champions League in the recent past or a couple mm-hmm. of years ago to give a good account of themselves, win on grounds that they're not supposed to, right? Uh, Fernand, fantastic team, youthful as well. But on a scale of preference, would you think, would, depending on the form, uh, the competition mm-hmm. might, is not going to take, take, take set up until another maybe two weeks or sometime later in. Three, three, weeks, later, three weeks time exactly so mm-hmm. it's still a little bit far ahead things might change quickly in football but as we stand off today who do you think could uh could potentially win between these two teams uh would you would you give a nod um uh, the nod uh potentially i, I think uh i'm going to give a hot take i'll say i think slava Prague uh found a better chance to qualify i always say that because Anybody who gets to play the second leg at home um, kind of stands a better chance, better chance if they can manage the first leg results as best as they can. Um, uh, a big case in point would be 
Well, there are several instances you can bring up. A Slava Prague has this um, uh, benefit of being an unknown, even amongst the European elites. Not a lot of people watch Czech Republic league games. League game. So you don't know what you will get from them. Uh, but like you said, they've been in Europe even more recently than in the UCL, more recently than final has been in that uh -huh. competition. Uh -huh. They have a bit more tactical news. I haven't watched a lot of their games, but I've seen some of the goals they scored, a lot of team goals. Um, based on that, I will probably say right now, I would tilt slightly, maybe it's a 51-49 ratio towards Slavia. Sure, Slavia right. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. And um, Shea, I'm going to come to you. Um, Barcelona versus um, Olympic Marcel. Marcel, uh, for all the talent that they have right now, that we, we always see in their team, they just seem to, to fall like a pack of cards. When you see them, you expect, oh, Marcel should, should win this kind of game, even in the French League, and they don't. Is this going to be a potential banana skin for them? Uh, yes, it could be. It could be. It could be. Um, just as uh, Katia also said about uh, Slavia Prague, Pauk Salonika is another team that we've always been seeing in European competitions. Yeah. Even though we've not really uh, seen them in the latter stages, like seeing them in the semifinal thereabouts. Mm -hmm. But they are a team that could surprise you on their day. So definitely this could be a potential banana skin for Olympic Marseille. But on a normal day for Marseille, if everybody comes to the, to party, the party on the day, I expect them to uh, be the one to come out of be, this time. Be, be sure I'm going to be supporting Marseille anyway because um, <laughs> because of a certain William Saliba and of course Matthew <laughs> Dizzy, who, who, who is going to sign for Marseille at the end of the season anyways uh, because uh, Sonia Bacha does not want him at Arsenal. <laughs> uh, Kachi, I'm going to come to you now. Um, Leicester City uh, blow out and cold. One minute, they are looking so good, defeating Manchester United at Rocha Ford. Next minute, they are probably losing to Burnley and looking so ordinary. And sometimes you just go, oh, what's, what's happened with these guys? Uh, and uh, some of their major players that can influence their games, players like Wilfred Ndidi, um, Jim Vardy, have failed to keep themselves fit over the course of the season consistently. I believe Wilfred is out injured right now, as we speak, which 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 breaks my heart because of the match that Nigeria has against Ghana, of course. And looking at Thomas Partey, it just gives me an attack. But don't let me digress too much. Leicester City, uh, PS, uh, yeah. PSV. I don't forget that PSV have a certain guy, certain golden boy. Okay, sorry, former golden boy, Mario Goza, who we thought was going to take the world by storm. After scoring that wonderful um, goal at the final of the World Cup, but no, we didn't. But here we are, Leicester City inconsistent, PSV quite consistent, especially in the um, in the um, Dutch league. Yeah, I think I think this is where Leicester's uh, fairy tale. I don't want to call it a fairy tale, <laughs> but this is where this is where their journey in the Europa Conference League would end. Wow. Uh, they've not been able to heal off games they dominated even in the competition where they, they play so well, they still end up considering one goal that changes the complexion of ties or games they've they played in. Uh, PSV is a bit more compact. Uh, 
have a bit more experience. Um, yes, they may look like a young team, but they are filled with experienced players mm -hmm. who just started their careers really early. Yeah. I think the injuries will become too much um, for Leicester to handle, and I see PSB making this, but they will secure this only in the second leg. All right, perfect. I know it's a very small competition, so most attention um, is not really a on this on this competition but i feel is a way to to embrace the lower lower rank um leagues and show them mm -hmm. show us exactly what they can do in this kind of competition and of course make money for themselves as well this this gives me a thought about uh the copilas cup of yesteryears where teams that win their own um cup club uh, cup competition in their countries come together and play as, as 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 champions and if we are seeing a club like roma that has been perennial failure in europe um, um leicester city Marseille that has of recent past have been failure in the european competition as well psv coming back to the forefront and say we have or even a team like Arsenal that has never won uh, a champions league and have not won anything european trophy in recent time to come out we have this in our cabinet as well of course that was all include sports because they can never win a trophy uh <laughs> i want to go to the europa league right now and i'm going to stay with you Kachi. just a rundown of the matches in the europa league <laughs> monaco lost against braga uh braga qualifying automatically um 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 three one on the night and of course um rangers qualifying against um severna and of course barcelona managed to win um thanks to that perfect and lovely goal by Predi um against galatasaray 2-1 away from home after playing the first leg um i believe um new new where they new could new. not score okay. yeah and okay. the atlanta defeated uh, Bayer Leverkusen away from moon one new to qualify 4 2 on the night. Uh, Leon defeating Porto at home at 2 1. Eto Frankfurt uh, defeating um, uh, qualifying after a 1 1 draw against Real Betis. And of course, Sparta Moscow uh, that that have our own Victor Victor uh, Moses were kicked out of the of the tournament because of Vladimir Putin, which automatically means uh, made um, our Belize be qualified for the next round. And um, West Ham defeated Sevilla two 0 at uh, in London to qualify two one on aggregate. Now to the um, basically to the, um, draw. to the to the draws itself to the draws proper. Our Belezbik is going to be playing against Atlanta. We know what Atlanta could do, uh, potentially. Frankfurt against Barcelona. Uh, Frankfurt tend to look like they are not a very coordinated team, but they are, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, West Ham against Lyon. Braga against Rangers. I'm going to start with you, Kachi. Braga against Rangers. Giovanni Van Brokos has done pretty well uh, over the past couple of months. I've been taking over from uh, from Gerard. They probably will not win the Scottish League, but they look more like a compact team as as it were right now. Um, Braga, we know Braga are a technical team as well, so it it, it looks like like too much too much up, especially if Rangers can play very well in, Sc in Scotland, and they've been knocking. Uh, so much, uh, I have to tell you that I've been immensely surprised and impressed by how Scotland uh, Rangers have navigated the Europa League this season. I thought they would suffer uh, uh, 
loss of Gerard. Yeah, a downward spiral trend after losing their former coach, uh, Stevie Gerard. But he must have instilled uh, immense mental fortitude into that team. They are not there. They are not playing direct football. It's filled with flair. It's filled with tenacity. It's filled with uh, incisive uh, penetration football. And they are getting the goals as well. Right mix of youth and experience. And it's been a pleasure to watch. Um, that being said, I actually will find it very hard to go against Rangers. They are the form team, um, second probably only to Barcelona, remaining in the Europa League. Um, I expect them, not maybe not easily, but I expect them over the course of two legs to win this time. All right, perfect. Um, so Kachi is going for for Rangers on this one. Yeah. Um, um, Shay, Western versus Leon. Leo just parried the players. <laughs> West Ham have the Moyes as well. So, looks like a matchup to me as well, if you ask me. Yeah, it does. It does uh, look a, a good matchup in terms of uh, what's going to come out of the uh, of the of the type of football to watch. I think uh, West Ham has good players going forward. The way they play. Uh, even though the likes of Jared Bowen is injured at the moment, we mm-hmm. see we've been seeing what uh, Benarama has been up to in yeah. recent uh, weeks. Uh, uh, just replacing uh, Benarama, and they still have the likes of Susek and Susek, uh, exactly uh, yeah, Michael yeah. Antonio, uh, Michael Antonio in attack. Uh, Leon, as uh, they, I don't think they've been uh, they've not been having a good season. Actually, if you look at the Legon, they've uh, I think they are like a mid table team now. Uh, this is a team, this is a club that wrote the they actually uh, <laughs> they actually named the French league the, the Farmers League. Uh, yeah. about yeah. like 20 years ago, they had like eight or nine season straight season, straight, straight trophy. Yeah. Nobody yeah. was close to them. Yeah, and, uh, well, we, they had lots of Michaelis, yeah, so, exactly. Sonny Anderson over Sonny Anderson, the years, yeah. exactly. And, and, and and that's magician, that Brazilian magician, Johnio Bucano. Uh, yeah, Bucano. yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, see what has come up, uh, come of uh, Leon in the last ten years also. Uh, at the moment, they are sitting tenth on the league on the table. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think uh, a team that's uh, that. Um, inconsistent to be able to to match up with the stillness in David Moyes, David Moyes uh, um, West Ham. Uh, 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 setup. So okay. I'll be rooting for West Ham for this particular title to move on to the, to to the, the, next, to the round. next round. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, I disagree with you anyways, because I'm looking at the Leon team. Um, I, I, I think for some, for some strange, I think they have um, quality in their team if they show up. If they show up and they are not ridiculously um, spent like they are usually are, they would do one over Moyes. Moyes team. Moyes team lacks the the Kozuma, the Kozuma, um, <laughs> whatever. It's no, it's basically inspiring on the on the team. You you look at the team and you look at this wasn't the team that we had like two three months ago. Okay. Honestly, I, I saw them against Sports. I'm like, okay. Whatever. It's not like they are opening to us now, so I don't wish them well anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kachi, 
Frankfurt versus Barcelona. <laughs> Xavi has changed the team. They just killed. They just killed. Uh, someone should call nine one one. They just killed as as a lot and uh, and the whole of, of Real Madrid a couple of days ago. And we're looking at it, Frankfurt. I don't know what Frankfurt would do to escape to escape <laughs> Abamayang, Osman Dembele, Adama Traore, Memphis Depay. Frankly, I don't know what they would do. Barcelona trust trust me. Barcelona is a cheat in this kind of competition. <laughs> yes. Um, Barcelona has come into form at just the very right time, the business end of the season. I said Rangers are the second most uh, informed team remaining, second only to Barcelona. Uh, they, they just decimated uh, Real Madrid, their, their bitter rivals in the El Clasico, winning for the first time in seven attempts. Um, shows that the, the confidence level is high. Players are bought into what now. Tiki Taka version 2.0 is yeah. alive and well right now in, in, the, in Catalonia. Uh, Dembele and Aubameyang pairing well, re- resurrecting how well they succeeded in Dortmund now in Catalonia. Expect that man to get his new contract. All that's I've said to point and to argue uh, that the, is the tournament, not just Frankfurt, the tournament is Barcelona's true news. As a matter yeah. of fact, it will be bigger news if they lose it than if they win it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And that means if they if they win it, that means even if they don't finish top four, it's pain. They are still going to qualify for go to the chat. And yeah. and just just to point it out, as from next next as of next season, it's not going to be camp no again or no no camp. It's going to be it's going to be the Spotify Spotify no camp. Yeah. So, so I, for I, all Real Madrid for all Real Madrid fans who stream their music on Spotify, know that you are sponsoring the Barcelona. <laughs> What what a what a way to put it. Um, Shay, I'm lesbian versus Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta looks good. They have they have a wicked striker. They have a lovely setup. Uh, their coach has done pretty well. Uh, Avilez big as well. You can't you can't you can't push them away. Even Bas- um, Bayern Munich tried to decimate this team by taking out their hearts, but they've stood. You see in Kuku with like 25 goals and 13 assists. The, the, the young kid is doing it pretty well, you know. So it's, it's for me, it's difficult to call. I don't know about you, Shay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this, this is going to be the most uh, interesting uh, match of the of the of the of the, of the week. Yeah, of the lot. Because I can see uh, two teams with good play. Also, and I, I and I think these these are also teams that have stayed consistent over the last uh, three to four years in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've yeah. been there. They've even when they've lost out of the Champions League, you see that these are teams that account exactly they, they they give a good account of themselves, and these are teams that don't play negative football. Also, so um. Actually, looking now to see a fantastic tie over two legs, it's tough to call. You you rightly mentioned that Bayern Munich they've tried to to pull out key uh, player from Arbelletic, <laughs> but guess what? Uh, this is what they say about when you have a system that works. It doesn't matter who they pull out. You still try as much as possible to recreate your team. 
And I think that is what Leipzig has been doing over the years. And for this tie, uh, I, I'm actually lean, leaning towards uh, Leipzig okay. to, take, to win over two legs. To oh, 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 all right, perfect. Thank you very much. But what you just said that when you have a system in place, it just makes me remind something like uh, there's a Yoruba that when you throw stone into the market, it just kind of hits one of your relative or someone you know. I wonder mm -hmm. why that same system is not working at Manchester United right now. Um, I'm just going to leave it at it's that. Too early. It's, too, it's, too, it's too early to... to, to... Then... <laughs> it's too early to, to, to say. Okay. All right. Perfect. If that will make you sleep at night, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> of course, um, review of the Champions League, of course. Um, on Tuesday, Manchester United disgrace disgrace. Premier League and disgrace Cristiano Ronaldo and showing that Cristiano Ronaldo since 2009, as a matter of fact, 2007, is going to end the season trophy list. I probably not even go to the Champions League for, for, for all we know, but with a one new defeat at the Theatre of Dreams. I, 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 we can't even call it call it that these days again. Um, Kachi, terrible night. Well, it didn't start. It didn't start terribly. Uh, Manchester United came out with uh, purpose and verve, you know, zipping the ball about. I think it was really a case of not taking their chances when they had it in the first half. Um, uh, Elanga being too eager, um, probably to already seeing his, seeing his name in the bright lights, you know, with the first chance he had that he skied over. Um, um, Atletico being, as usual, very disciplined with two banks of four and we did their time and they, they took their chances. They, they probably only had maybe three shots on target all game long. And mm -hmm. so that they had a 33% conversion rate, letting you know that they knew they were not going to get a lot of chances. Um, I said it, even though I did, I picked against Atletico. I mentioned it when we we're making the pitch. Every English club will regret how, why Liverpool allowed Atletico to come out from that group. They should have let AC Milan win so Atletico does not come out. They, 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 <laughs> we know they're tough nuts to crack. As soon as they got their goal, they became totally unplayable, um, relying on tactical fouls, delaying the game, extending the time, and further frustrating the Real uh, Further frustrating uh, the Manchester United players. Um, I saw... I saw a, a snippet on Twitter saying um, United went to Napoli and asked to sign uh, Koulibaly. Napoli asked for 75 million. United said they were joking. Two weeks later, United paid 89 million for the services of Harry Maguire. And now, two years down the line, who has improved? Who has regressed? It's been a, <laughs> it's been a horror show uh, for, for United. I really don't know where they go from here because not qualifying for the Champions League means, and you, Arsenal can attest to that, you hardly are able to attract the best talents to come. Even the best coaches don't want to come and wait one, two years before they get back to the big game. And in England, there's something I've noticed. When you fall out of the top four and not qualify for the Champions League, it's usually not for one season. Oftentimes, you get to be in the doldrums for two, three years. Arsenal, Spurs can attest to that. But it was a horror show and credit to Atletico for getting the job All right. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much for that. Just to push on what you said, uh, there was a particular time they wanted to play a corner and I, Maguire actually nodded Cristiano Ronaldo. And I'm <laughs> Yes, I remember that. I'm, I'm wondering, what's, what's, what the hell is wrong with this guy? 
you know, it's I, I a, don't it's understand. It's nine million. It's, a, it's nine million she, she, pounds. She, you guys should loan that guy back to all city. He doesn't even deserve to pay Leicester City to start with. So I, I don't know. We're, we're loan him to us now. Arsenal. Uh, come on, man. Come on. Uh, she, I want to come to you. You predicted this one against our odds. Everybody went for Ajax. And uh, for for a strange reason, for some strange reason, uh, you said Benfica were going to win. And they did. 1-0. Away from home. At the, um, as the, um, at the Amsterdam Arena. Which which is terrific. That means more money for Benfica right now. Yeah, definitely. And um, I I think the uh, the Ajax team uh, should have uh, taken their chances in the in the first leg. First leg and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and the way Benfica played actually in the first leg actually gave me the uh, uh, pointed me in the direction. Uh, to really predict a win for Benfica because I think uh, the luck shifted to their side when Ajax failed to actually put them to the sword in, in the in first, first leg. Uh, they were bound to just wait and see what Ajax can do, try to curtail them, get a go out of the blues and shut down. Uh, and that is what they did on the night. And kudos to them going to the uh to amsterdam to actually get that kind of win in a in a very delicate uh tie Hi. uh big ups to, to to benfica on the night all right perfect and it seems that i don't have a credit card that is working right now I actually did defeat um leo uh 2-1 away from mom which is perfect and terrific for them a uh, good one uh, but but Shea, i'm gonna just ask chelsea's tend to thrive under adversity i, I don't know the the cultural cultural value that was built into that, into the, the team's DNA. And I'm looking at this team, I'm looking, if they get all their players back, we could potentially, for me, I don't know for anyone else, we could potentially see Chelsea qualifying for the final yet again. Do you see that way or, or you see it differently? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. And um, if you see what we've been looking at, we've been watching all season long, I think Chelsea has been the team you don't want to play. Uh, this is a team that has lost maybe three matches all season long. And these are not matches that they lost by so much margin or they were totally dominated. And uh, guess what? I think Chelsea is also coming into the, into the reality of playing without Lukaku, getting the best out of the other players. Yes in that attacking uh, formation. Right now, I fear for Lukaku because these other guys are getting the goals and they are playing quite better without him on the pitch. So, and that has actually made them more deadly. Uh, if you have uh, a team that play with a particular striker and you know the, the moment you shut down the particular, that, that, that striker, yeah, all that's that's that score. Yeah. But right now, they look like a team that can score from all over the pitch. So it makes that more difficult for the teams that play against them. So as you said, I won't be surprised if I see them in semi-final or final of the Champions League once again, because they are quite a difficult team to, team play, to play against. against. Sure, and, sure. Don't forget that, and don't forget that this is a team that hardly concede. So mm-hmm. if you put all this into the equation, it, it makes Chelsea a formidable uh, team, team. Uh, oh. in Europe. Yeah, trust me, Shea, the guy that bought Lukaku has gone back to Russia. 
Lukaku is not going to play so much in that team again. That is the truth. It does not fit into the system. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a big fan of Lukaku, um, but it does not fit into the system of Chelsea right now. It doesn't. So I, I'm not surprised. I, I, I think Titi will be foolish to even play over, over players like Kaavat. When you have Kaavat, uh, Christian Pulisic, Akamziek, uh, Missy Mount, that can interchange in your front three. As against playing a guy that is going to be static and not play to what you really want. Uh, maybe they should know him to Arsenal. That's the kind of player Arsenal wants, not, not Ari Maguire. Kati, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the one I, that I actually did um, guess right, uh, which was... Um, Villarreal Juve. versus Juventus. Uh, Villarreal mm-hmm. defeated uh, Juve towards the tail end of the match. 3 0. Uh, I said Danjuman was going to score. This did, did score a uh, penalty, nonetheless, but it did. 3 0. Uh, it was, was it definitely was a shock for you anyway? So tell me, tell me oh, how, it, much it, it, how much of a shock. It was a big shock. Um, I was going through my notes then. I thought uh, I predicted a 2 2 0 win for Juve. Um, a bit embarrassing because it means that all Italian teams in the Champions League have been knocked out. Knowing that the number of teams you can send to the league is based on coefficients, uh, which is based on the performances of your representatives in previous season, it it may lead to um, the Italian league potentially losing one seat, one slot, um, as a direct automatic qualifiers. Right now, they get four automatic qualifiers. Yeah, um, it may lead to them potentially losing one to the playoffs. Uh, but back to the game itself, uh, the Wonder Kid uh, was unable to do that for Juventus this time around. Uh, Villarreal State compact and out thought Juve, lasting them for as long as they did. Credit to Juve, though, because it wasn't as if they were. Uh, without bites, they just did not have the finishing on the night. Um, Penalties and and indiscipline cost cost them them that game more than um, the the tactical awareness of Villarreal, but you have to take your chances however you get there. Um, But I don't think it was a surprise to everyone except you who predicted it, but that does not make you an oracle. Uh, But Villarreal... um, I don't want to say they will even fancy their chances. I think they are playing with house money now. Any anywhere they get beyond this is a bonus to them. It's a bonus, bonus to them, of course, of course. Um, unless they are living in a fool's paradise, I think that will be the the thought, the thinking of their management. Now to um to the um to draws. the pairings, the draws itself. Villarreal is going to be playing against Bayern Munich, uh, potentially. Um, I don't think we should talk about we should just gloss over it. Um, since we still have time, it's, it's not going to come out up until um, April the sixth. Um, so Villarreal is going to be playing against Bayern Munich, Chelsea against Real Madrid yet again, Manchester City against Atletico Madrid, Benfica versus. Liverpool. I don't want us to predict right now. Far ahead, we'll, we'll still do a little bit more preview before then, unless you guys have a different thought. But if you don't mind, I would like to go ahead with, with other sporting news. And of course, all right, perfect. And of course, Xavi is doing a wonderful job. Uh, at Barcelona, uh, resurrection at Barcelona. Um, uh, much kudos to um, Jody Crove and of course, uh, um, Laporta as well for what they've done for Barcelona, trying to get them off um, the stinking debt they are in right now, about 1.6 billion um, euros as of right now. 
apart from their present expenses, which which makes it, but they've been able to get deals across the line that could potentially get Barca out of this mess. But the, but 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 the news out of out of the Fred Capital is the fact that Lionel Messi could be coming back to Barcelona. I, I don't. I, I think it's just going to disrupt everything. Uh, would you want to see um, Lionel Messi back at Barcelona? <laughs> um, okay, for <laughs> uh, for 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 reasons best known to to me and, and myself and my family, I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, say no. <laughs> Kachi, what about but, you? <laughs> okay, but, uh, def- I de- it's a definite no for me. <laughs> um, the current Barcelona team has been built around a collective effort and not okay. uh, a single superstar. It's going to destroy. I'm not saying he may not work with Xavi, but it's going to set them back one season for them to rearrange how they play. Right now, Aubameyang, with a returning uh, Messi, if it, if, and actually that rumor came because uh daniel messi is uh, miserable in spain uh, in france although it hasn't really come from the from the barcelona management but if it should happen and, and i know they were uh so you had other or maybe possibly other reasons but i believe if it does happen it's going to set barcelona back at least six months because the more system more has more completely changed it's not really tiki taka they are playing but everybody's playing for each other. No one single star is shining. Even Pedri that we thought would be the biggest star. Right now, we see Dembele shining, Aubameyang getting the goal. Uh, when Messi comes, they become heavily dependent on him, and it will not allow others to grow, similar to what LeBron James does in any <laughs> franchise he goes to. You just, just, just have to do that. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, she, you want to add something? I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, Debo. I, I think uh, uh, it's from the from the from from the perspective of uh, commercials in the first place. Uh, one of the reasons why Leon Messi had to leave Barcelona is about uh, a compounding mistakes that they've been doing about their finances. Uh, if we look at that, I, I don't think they really want to put themselves into that situation once again. That is one that is off-field matters. Uh, I support what Kachi mentioned about Leonel Messi coming back is actually going to disrupt that pattern of play. I've watched mm-hmm. uh, these guys under Javi in recent times, and I've seen almost everybody, ex- especially from the deep midfield to the attack, chase the ball at every time. They close down their opponents quickly. And they also run off the ball together. Uh, when you have a Lionel Messi back into the team and you have to play all the ball towards him, it disrupts that rhythm. I think that will just affect uh, the Barcelona uh, plan, the way, Javi it's, uh, the way Javi is building the team at the moment. All right, perfect. Thank you very much. I'm moving straight to the FA Cup. Uh, Chelsea defeated the conqueror of Manchester United and Sports. Uh, two new. Uh, Lukaku getting on the scorer sheet. Um, and of course, Crystal Palace laid um, everything to the squad. Four new he ended. City looked like they were going to um, they were going to succumb to their 
Israel Boogie team, but they defeated uh, Southampton 4-1 and Liverpool managed to defeat Nottingham Forest away from home thanks to the Diogo Yota uh, goal 1-0. Now for the semi-final, uh, Chelsea has, has uh, uh, showed themselves off the bat by playing against um, uh, Crystal Palace, whom expectedly uh, whom we expect them to win um, potentially, and of course City against Liverpool yet again, and we have an outstanding for both these teams. Uh, sometime I believe after the international break in the Premier League, closely followed by the FA Cup, uh, which we'll be talking about um, in um, in the in the nearest future. And of course in the Syria, we have um, a photo finish for everybody right now. <laughs> A photo for you for everybody right now. Roma defeated Lazio away from home. Uh, don't forget, Roma has won 15 games uh, this season, drawn six and um, lost nine against um, Lazio that have won 14, uh, draw seven and lost nine. So they look identical in terms of, of, of their point and their play. But Roma were able to defeat them at 3-0. Atlanta defeated Bologna um, one year away from home. Juve continued their... They are good form. They are good run of form. Are uh, defeating um Sarnitana two 0 and, and of course Empoli played one one against Alves. Alves Verona. Uh, Vezena lost at home against um Sampdoria two 0 Napoli thanks to a victor of Sime, uh, Brace defeated in Zizé 2-1. Inter could only manage a one one draw against um Florentina. While Milan, thanks to Gerard um, Assis, defeated Cagliari one nil away from home. Looking at the stand right now, Milan is sitting on top, not comfortably, but they are sitting on top right now with 66 points, um, leading um, Napoli by three points, having played this equal number of games. Um, Inter Milan closely following them uh, with 60 points, I bet one um, game outstanding. Uh, Juventus are back in the four-hour. For some strange reason, at 59 points, just one uh, point, just one point uh, shy of Inter Milan at 59 points. And Roma, Roma, Roma are on the fifth position, having climbed away from their close rivals with that victory at 51 points. Atlanta with 51 points as well, a best one game outstanding, and uh, which I believe is going to be against Inter Milan. Call me if I'm wrong, Kachi. And of mm-hmm. course, uh, Fiorentina. Eight position, Lazio seven position with forty nine points. Akachi looks like a photo finish for me. If you look at the top top four right now, 66, 63, 60, 59. 59, Yes, uh, yes, it's shaping up to be that. Uh, we thought Juve were out of contention, uh, especially with how poor they, they started, started the season. season. Yeah, but they've been able to reel uh, the other guys at the top in, and Napoli seem to have also come back to form, winning games. They should win and grinding out wins when you think they didn't do enough or they haven't done enough to get the victory. Um, Inter Milan, for some reason I cannot explain, has uh, continued their mid-season slump, slump. Uh, losing easily, easily winnable games. Um, you can argue that the only consistent thing right now, albeit not convincingly, is AC Milan. Um, eight games to go. Pretty much, if Milan should win all eight games as they stand right now, uh, they'll become league champions. 
this is actually one year ahead of schedule for me. If you remember in my assessments uh, yeah. at the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. I thought they should finish fourth position or you know, sec if they finish second like they did last year, again this year, it would be sustained improvement. But it's looking like Stefano Pioli is getting the best out of the team, considering that they have two, a combined age of <laughs> almost 80. Uh, 80 years between their top two strikers in Zlatan Ibrahimovic and, and yeah, Giroud, uh, but still getting the goods. The young lads are coming in. I don't think the season is over. Uh, there are still some potential banana skin games for AC Milan. They just have to do their best to take it game by game, and maybe, maybe finally we'll get our second star on the jersey for right. Milan. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. And of course, yeah, I want to come to you. Um, running of the La Liga, um, Espion defeated Mallorca 1 0. Celta Vigo played a 0 0 draw against Real Betis. Um, Cardis defeated Villarreal, um, 1 0. Sevilla, uh, without an martial, uh, could only manage a new new uh draw against Real Sociedad. Just note, um, Sevilla's loss. Just two games all season. Real Madrid having won 20 games, uh, drawn six, and um, lost three. Um, lost two before um, the match on Sunday against Barcelona. Lost against Barcelona at home uh, for new. Um, and um, a day before that, um, on Saturday, um, Granada granted um, Alaves 3-2. Helche lost at home against uh, Valencia 1-0. Also sooner defeated Levante. 3-1, uh, while Atletico Madrid continue their resurgence with a one new victory against Umbrella Valcano. As we see, as it stands right now, we see Real Madrid still on top of the on top of the league. They, they probably have won the league anyways. And um, someone asked um uh Calasolosi, is he going to having 10 points gap right now? Is he going to lose the league? He said, I don't like that kind of question, but I was once three three new up in the final of the Champions League, and I still lost the game. So, what do you think about that? Uh, Real Madrid with sixty-six points right now, closely followed by uh, Sevilla with fifty-seven points. Madrid still have a game on hand. Uh, Atletico Madrid uh, third position with fifty-four points. Barcelona, the resurgent Barcelona, which is making me happy right now, fifty-one points, especially with Aubameyang banging the goals for them and Shemi Sonia Bacha, and of course Real Betis with fifty points as well. Um, Shei, Photo finish is not going to happen here. Looks like Real Madrid is going to win, no matter what. Uh, that's my opinion. I stand to be corrected. But with Sevilla, Atletico, Madrid, and Barcelona. <sighs> Especially with Atletico, Barcelona, and Real Betis. Those three teams. <sighs> doesn't look like... It looks like anybody's um, game to take. Barcelona also have two games on hand anyways, um, compared to other guys. So if Barcelona should win their two games on hand, they would be second. I think Barcelona uh, has like one game on them all now. On on them now, okay. I haven't played um against Real Madrid. Yes, I haven't okay. played against uh, Real Madrid. Um, definitely between those three, it's going to be a photo finish. Uh, I see Sevilla still coming further down. No. Uh, looking at uh, the, the the stage of the season, talking of they've, they've played up to like 28, 29 games right now. Yeah. We're talking of uh, these are championship games. Uh -huh. uh, remain, re remaining eight to 10 
matches. If you look at the form of these other two teams, uh, Barcelona and Atletico, it seems they just picked up steam at this particular part exactly. of the season. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's, uh, it's fantastic for Real Madrid that they've actually garnered all the points over the season and they're yeah. sitting pretty at the moment yeah. so they can coast they can afford to lose to a barcelona 4-0 at home and still look behind them and see nine points between them and the next person which means yeah. they can regroup and make sure they just uh coast to cross over the line yeah. yeah but for the other three i think barcelona and atletico will probably the ones fighting for the second place i see it's it's going to be uh like the story of i think was it frank Rijkaard that brought ronaldinho to barcelona in mm -hmm. those days yeah. and they were almost fighting relegation and at mm -hmm. the end of the season they were second yeah. it's looking like that is what javi is doing at the moment and that will be a massive uh a, 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 a massive start on yes in fact a massive um what's it called reputation for javi for Xavi. in yes in the spanish uh, uh la liga in total yeah. not to talk of uh, barcelona uh, this is a messy less barcelona mm -hmm. everybody has predicted doom for this particular barcelona but look at what he has done so far mm -hmm. uh he's most likely going to win the europa cup most likely uh, that's still to happen and i think he's actually going to finish second this season and he's going yeah. to set up a fantastic next season for the Spanish for Liga. Liga. All right, perfect. And if um, I agree with you totally, considering that um, Sevilla in the last five games have drawn four, drew four out of their games, winning just one. Uh, Madrid actually won four, losing one against Barcelona, of course. Barca has won five out of their last five games. Uh, Atletico Madrid won five out of the last five games as well. And Real Betis is closely following them has lost two out of the last five, uh, drawing one and winning two. So basically, it's, 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 I agree with you totally. If you look at the shape and form, everything is taken right now. Barca potentially could be, um, could be a uh, finishing second. And if, if, if they reenact the, the god of, um, Asenwenga, I think 1996 or 1997, we, we could be, we could be in for a shocker. Trust me, we could be in for a shocker. Um, I hope Ariel Magi get gather their their thoughts together. But of course, I just want Abamel to score goals and uh, see what what Asenga. <laughs> ah, sorry, I said Asenga. Did I say Asenga? What um oh, yes, Sonia, what <laughs> what um uh, Ateta uh, is definitely missing. And in the Premier League, uh, Leeds United came back to win against um, what, um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. But what we keep saying, it's the inconsistency with these referees. That was never and would never be a record for Raul Jimenez. And without that record, I'm pretty sure Leeds will not win this match. I, I don't know. Um, Wolves wants to qualify for, for Europe. This could potentially, this is a team they should be winning. Considering what Leeds have done over the course past, um, past couple of months, it's a game they should be winning. But thanks to bad refereeing again, bad refereeing again, we, we have um, Leeds um, winning this one on the night. And of course, um, on Saturday, Arsenal defeated 
Aston Villa, wonderful and precarious uh, point for, for Aston against, against Aston Villa. Villa did not come to the party in the first half. Second half, when it came around, it was too late. But of course, Bellonena was in, in go for Aston. You never could tell what, what, what he's going to do. But fortunately for Arsenal, they managed uh, the one new victory over Aston Villa. Um, Liverpool, Manchester United match was postponed. So I'm happy. I'm glad that United is facing Liverpool next. So that's a poten- another potential loss for for um <laughs> for Manchester United. Uh, Leicester City uh, got back to winning ways thanks to Madison and um, Castilla 2-1 against Brentford. And of course, Tottenham doing what they don't know how to do best, which is winning one against West Ham uh, 3-1. Tottenham has lost 10 grouping games this season. Catch it. What, um, what, what do you think they should do next season? This is this is a very terrible start for a team that has at least two world-class players, if not three. Uh, they have a goal always. Yeah, they have a walk-up winner. Yeah, Harry Kane, Son. Son. Yeah. You can argue that Regilian is uh, also also <coughs> picking up the pace. You can argue <laughs> that's what I said. Uh, but when a team has a an amazing coach doubting his abilities, you know that the pain runs so deep. Whatever is happening to Tottenham runs deeper than what we see hmm. on the surface. There's something happening at the back end that even uh, Antonio Conte has been unable to figure oh, out or, or to, to understand. And um, it's, we see that mindset has followed, uh, unfortunately, Pochettino to France, losing games 3-0 to Monaco over the weekend. Uh, that is a story for another day. <laughs> but what needs to happen... We've said this times and again, even before we started this show, before I came on this show, we've always said Tottenham needs to tear whatever script they have now and start afresh. But how many times will Tottenham start afresh? They've tried youth, it hasn't worked. They've tried bringing back old stars in Gareth Bale, it hasn't worked. So asking me right now, is you believing that my oracleness? Uh, has a solution to what Tottenham's malaise is. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I know you expect me to give you factual information as a, as a sports analyst, but Tottenham just need to exercise their demons, but I don't know how. They probably need to come and play in the Nigerian League. That is when they can start winning something. I'm sorry, there's really nothing I can say about sports. All right, perfect. Uh, she, and looking at the table right now, a couple of weeks back, um, Looks like City were coasting. Uh, there were about 10 points. There was about 10 point gap between them and Liverpool. And looking at the table right now, it's just one point. Just one. And they still have a game against Liverpool. I, I believe if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it's gonna be at, at Etihad. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you have when you have Sane, you have Luis Diaz, you have Salah. Um uh, yeah, uh fantastic. Um uh the, the way the season is turning out is looking uh, is looking similar to what happened to Manchester United in the days of Sir Alex Ferguson when Man City came from like nine points down and uh, on the last day it was just goal difference that separated yeah. the two teams mm-hmm. I think uh Man City players I don't think any of the players 
that won that particular league is still in this particular team. But history will always be there for them to look and know that they are not coasting at all. And uh, Pep Guardiola also said that the team hates playing Moses Liverpool. So he notes the he, he knows the quality in this Liverpool team. He knows that they can come back from the dead. But I still think uh, if we look at the two teams, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the teams they will be playing to the end of this season, Liverpool still seem to have a tougher uh, a, a run of matches yeah compared to man city okay. uh, the only team that man city can really sit down the only the, i think the only game they can uh, put a 50 50 on is their game against liverpool, liverpool. while liverpool still needs to play uh ancient what's it called um ancient uh rivals they still need to beat manchester united even though we know that manchester united is not the team to really reckon with but that makes them dangerous because yeah. it is when liverpool needs the three points that is when manchester united will probably come to probably the party. Come party exactly and tell them just like gandalf like you shall not pass <laughs> so <laughs> so so it's it's very dicey for liverpool but yeah. uh i think they have quite a lot of um quality in that team what Klopp has done to his attacking three now it's so phenomenal so exactly, exactly. Uh, we've always been saying that the likes of Mane uh Mane Salah and yeah. Firmino they need rest they cannot keep up with the pace of Klopp's uh, system but guess, <laughs> but guess what you have a Diogo Jota that sits on the bench and comes up any day anytime and Banks goes you have a Luis Diaz that is it's a monster on his own and we are talking of someone that just joined the premier league in the last uh, one or two months yeah so yeah. uh it, just just a quick sets... just a quick rundown of the fixtures of liverpool just to brush up what you said they still have Aston Villa yeah. away from home um watford um at home Manchester city away from home they have Manchester united at home everything at home uh they have newcastle yeah. away from home sports at home and they have southampton and they have Wolverhampton wanderers as well uh, while it constructs Manchester City, City has um, Wolves away from home. Uh, they have Burnley away from home. Mat uh, Liverpool at home. Uh, Brighton at home. Uh, Watford at home. Leeds United away from home. Newcastle at home. West Ham away from home. And Aston Villa at home. So it, the, the, the fixtures on, on paper on, on paper doesn't look balanced. When you look at those uh, at both teams, so so Kachi, exactly on final notes, uh, based on what we just saw now, uh, are you gonna say uh, uh City uh should potentially win the league one and two? If they don't, can we boil it down to the lack of striker and the team? Maybe if they had an hurricane, they should uh be doing better than they are right now. Um, not really, because they are still creating those chances with or without hurricane. Um, they, are, they, are, they call it expected goals difference is higher than any other team. Don't forget that at a point they were coasting. Uh, whether they should potentially win the league, I'm afraid that uh, concentration level will drop based on the number of the, the, the quality and caliber of teams they have to play 
to the end of the season. It appears Liverpool will have their concentration level really high because they are playing excellent teams, teams that are relatively safe. I don't think there's any team struggling there, if I remember correctly. Uh -huh. um, so I believe based on that, Liverpool, uh, uh, Jürgen Klopp may be able to galvanize his team to let them know it is not yet won. Teams sometimes tend to take their foot off the pedal when I know that it's a Watford and a Burnley that I have back to back. Um, and uh, the tinker man sometimes may overthinker and cause a disruption <laughs> in his team. For, for himself. But whether, yeah, but whether we can argue that the loss of a proven striker would be the reason. Yes, you can argue it, but the truth is they are creating more than enough that if they take the chances, because these guys, uh, uh, Guardiola's team has always been a free-flowing uh, 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 team. From Barcelona to Bayern Munich, they've always had goals come from every angle. So now saying, um, oh, it's because we lost a, a talisman uh, in, a goal, uh, in a striker is the reason will we'll become uh, secondary. But then it could also be an indictment of Pep Guardiola. You did not secure Harry Kane. You went to chase out uh, Aguero. Yes, we know what we know now with Aguero. But if nothing had happened, it would have been a slap on, in Pep Guardiola's face, really. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that with our analysis, um, Kachi and Shei. Thank you very much for making our day yet again. Uh, to, we'll see you again next week. My name is Radiali Aboale. Ensure you follow us on all our social media and do news instant underscore on Instagram, news instant one and two on Twitter, and of course, news instant on Facebook. To see you again next week, my name is Radiali. I'll sign out. Peace.